Toasted Soul. Toasted Soul is a podcast hosted by me, Greg Keane. Toasted Soul will be exploring technology news, business news, and just general rants on life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Toasted Soul. Today I have with me Sophia Jackson. She also goes by the stage name, I guess, uh, Sojay. And Sojay, why don't you introduce yourself to the Toasted Soul audience? Hi, everybody. Toasted Soul. Greg, thanks for having me. Um, Sojay is started off as a stage name, singer songwriter stuff, you know, back in the day. Um, and I've just been utilizing it. I continue to use it with what I currently do. And it's a combination of my first name and last name, Sophia Jackson. So Jay, and, um, I am a creative individual, um, by nature and I find creative ways on dealing with, you know, regular, regular stuff. Uh, I like, I'm an author, so I created a coloring book called Soulful Color that's um, out there and, and available. And um, so I focus on mo- men- mental wellness and financial wellness and highlighting the existing connection between those two things and how it can help people um, in their lives, women specifically, but um, people in general, But and work with realizing their dreams and their goals, financial dreams and their goals and how they're connected. Because we have blockages, you know, based on our experience. So I do that. And then I'm also um, a perpetual entrepreneur. So I'm involved in, you know, different uh, investment opportunities and working with people in the black community who are also on the same page as far as, um, you know, growing, building, um, keeping our dollars circulating in the community and, and things like that. So just putting action and intention behind those buzz phrases and words and um and then you know uh before the pandemic hit i was working with the peel school board as a um, child and youth worker or child and youth counselor so i also um that's where i get my mental health and my uh yeah that's a long introduction but there you go (laughs) that's awesome so could you talk to us a bit more about your uh your uh, book here, Soulful Color. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's uh, the full title is Soulful Color, an affirmation coloring book for your inner child. So it's basically a kid's coloring book for adults. So I found um, as, as a person who colors myself for self-care and, um, you know, just calm, stress, anxiety, coloring, the arts in general are really good for that. But um, I color myself and I just found that they didn't, the coloring books that were out there for adult coloring, which is a, a big industry, they were really intricate. They focused on Mandela's and futuristic landscapes or, um, you know, dogs and cats and just really intricate. And I found that I got the opposite effect. Uh, it didn't, it kind of stressed me out. So I would, I would color kids coloring books and I just found that there weren't enough coloring books out there that reflected me as a woman of color in the world and how I relate to the world and and that um, I could be a little bit more simplistic with the images. Representation became a thing that I was, you know, very 
very much aware of in the coloring book world. So representation, inclusion, equity, diversity, all those things in, in that niche market, I, I didn't see it. So um, I created the coloring book and it's been it's been a journey you know I, I realized my intent for creating the book and what his what it's morphed into are two totally different well not totally different but um it's been um eye-opening yeah did, did you uh i've had a couple well several uh different authors on the show um uh -huh. and they're all wondering if they should self-publish or how they should go about getting their books out how did you get your book out i i self-published so sometimes I feel like I'm cheating by being called an author because it's a it's a coloring book and there's affirmations. So I wrote the affirmations, which is what kind of gives gives me author status in that regard. Um, but yeah, I, I I I didn't even think about doing it. I guess the more traditional way, uh, yeah. self publishing was the way to 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 go. And so it's not like I can I could draw a comparison, but I wanted to control, you know. Um, the distribution, which I'm working more on now, is kind of taking that pipeline back because Amazon, for me, it's been like a black hole as far as being, you know, I'm a very small fish in a huge, gigantic pond that just keeps growing and growing with everything that's happening in the pandemic. So I would say self-publishing would be the way, especially in this time. Okay. So you said Amazon. You're selling it on Amazon? Yeah, it is available on Amazon. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's not, is it like uh, not the best platform for you or what, what do you um, mean by that? Yeah, just like I said, um, big ship, big, big, big pond, little fish. So it gets yeah. lost in the shuffle. And then when we're talking about like the content of the book, it, it being kind of urban, an affirmation coloring book. Most coloring books don't have words. They're just coloring books and um, the, that it can be used as a resource tool as well. So it, it ticks off a lot of boxes and it's really hard to kind of label it so that it fits in on Amazon where people will find it because there's keywords that are associated with, you know, certain books, like what, what category does it fit into? And, um, and then it looks like a kid's coloring book, but it's for a mature, more mature audience. So it was like, you know, where to fit it. And, and when you go on, unless you know the actual title of the book, it's not going to come up in searches. Wow. So, um, I was talking to uh, someone today um, about her website and how she could be just add a little more um, effectiveness to it. And uh, I was uh, telling her about uh, like marketing funnels. Is that something that you're utilizing to to get people to your? Because uh, I know you're right with the the small fish big pond thing. That's definitely what it is for most companies on Amazon. So it, it's on you as the the. Uh, the person who owns that that store to you know uh, figure out a way to get more people to your store and get the word out. So what I was telling her was I was showing her um, just techniques that she could utilize, and one of them was um, a marketing funnel. So have you thought about stuff like that? And is, is that how you're pro or or is that how you're approaching things? I'm yeah, sort of. So I'm I'm working with a um, a small business. They're called Commerce Queens, so business to business and um, e-commerce. So create, so utilizing the platforms that I or that are already out there and that everybody's familiar with, and then creating that that funnel. 
So uh, directing traffic from Facebook, from Instagram, from Spotify, from all the all the platforms and directing it to um, my own page, my own landing page where they can purchase and buy. And then she and her company, Commerce Queen, will handle the fulfillment. So she's basically created her own mini Amazon for the small business entrepreneur, you know, so that they have um, a machine behind them to to uh, promote in different markets so that I'm not directing people to Amazon. Instead, I'll be directing them to my own website, which has a machine behind it to do the fulfillment and ordering and everything and shipping and all of that. Yeah. I believe in that too. I mean, like Amazon brings a lot of traffic, but I believe in like owning your own stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'll get people that are like, oh, I'm on Facebook, I'm on this, I'm on that. And, you know, I have a thousand, 10,000 people here, but I'm like, you don't really own those people <laughs> because if uh, something, if you mess up on their, on their privacy policy, like they change their privacy policy or something like that, and then they kick you off, you don't have contact to those people those customers. So I've always, I've always, um, when I talk to people, I always push them to get their website up and start collecting the uh, emails and the contact information, uh, all the vitals from their customers so that for marketing purposes, for sales and all that stuff, just for communication, like you need to put out a newsletter to generate some sales, get some interest going. It's better that way. Um, and then on top of that, if you if this if this business this entity closes down, you still have those that mailing list that if you started up something new, you're not starting from scratch. You have a, a huge list that you can reach out um, uh, to to those customers that are probably interested in if it's a similar product probably or service would be still interested that you can actually contact. Yeah. So this is a, you know, Commerce Queens, I've, I've never heard of them. And I just wrote them down. I'm, I'm definitely going to check them out. That sounds interesting. And it sounds great for all. Uh, is it just, do they only cater to female entrepreneurs or is it? Um, I think the majority of their client of their clients are, are women, but I don't think it's exclusive to no. And, and then she's a friend of mine too. The, uh, one of the uh, owners, her name's Donna. We, you know, used to work together at a call center. And so um, it's great to be able to support uh, somebody that I know, one, and, and she's doing really cool things. They have an office in the in the States, in New York, as well as here in the GTA. So it's really cool to be able to um, utilize her and her team and that service and then help her grow her. But, you know, like we, we help yeah. each other out. Um, and then, like you said, exactly, like data is, as you know, data is like, so valuable right having that um those contacts and and that's what um that's where you can start monetizing and all of that stuff so yeah if you can get your and i'm learning i'm just on the cusp of recognizing the importance of that because the, the coloring book's been out for a while and i'm only uh, you know now focusing on um owning my own pipeline right. and um, as I as I'm ramping up to uh, to publish the second another another book, another one's coming up. Yes. Is it going to be a, again coloring or? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I really like coloring. So it's going to be um, it's soulful color, and I'm I'm working on the uh, tag or the subtitle, but the image it's around money mindset. So um, affirmations around being ready to accept money and currency and 
what the, that mindset might um, be uh, illustrated as. Oh, that's that's like tying like uh, two different things that you do. You do the book and you do currency, like uh, mental well-being and financial well-being. So now you're tying two of your uh, uh, ventures together. That's that's really smart. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit more about uh, like um, like uh, mental well-being and, and like financial wealth, wealth and things like that? Um, sure. Uh, what I what I focus on usually when I, I'm introducing this concept, because a lot of people think of them as two separate things, you know, mental well-being and financial wellness. Those are two separate things. And that if you're going to bring them in together, that um, that's a weird combination. And I really um, focus on like squashing that um, narrative and, and highlighting it for people that it, they intersect, that they intersect and that we live and breathe because we are emotional individuals as humans, right? So we're emotional beings and you can't do anything without money. So we make decisions about money from an emotional place. Sometimes we do it with awareness and sometimes we do it without um, without realizing that that's what we're doing. And those um, feelings, emotions, experiences, all of the, you know, the warm and fun fuzzies, the intangibles are things that we um, start accumulating from the time, you know, we're born, you know, childhood. You know what they say from a psycholo psychological standpoint, everything goes back to your childhood, right? So your thoughts, feelings, experiences about money, how is that different? Right. You know, it's all, it's all inter, it's all part of it. So, yeah. so once, once you highlight that piece and it's like, okay, well, when I was a little kid, my mom would always say we couldn't afford this. We couldn't afford that. Now I grow up and I was like, I make sure that I can afford everything. There's, you know, there's no way. So yeah, you become super successful, an overachiever. You're making six figures or more. And you can relate that back to the fact that when you were younger, your mom or dad or parents or whatever said that you, you know, you couldn't afford anything. And so, you know, there's that tie, yeah. obviously. And then how that plays out in your life on why you save or you don't save or why you believe in insurance or you don't believe in insurance and investing and do it, don't do it, like all of those things. And so um, that's the connection I like to highlight for people, that it, it's there, it exists, it's intrinsic. And then you can start to unpack some of the um, misconceptions, the myths, the, uh, you know, the belief system around money and once you can unpack that and highlight that that can open up some blockages for people as to why they're where they're at and how they can move forward yeah well there's definitely a connection between uh your mental wealth wealth and uh well-being or whatever and your financial um well-being definitely um i hate insurance when you mentioned insurance i mean like i pay all my insurances but i just uh it's like it's the worst bill that I have, like all the insurances that I have to pay. Why do you hate insurance? It's, it's like, it feels like I'm just giving money away. Like, you know, I barely drive my car. It's sitting in the garage. You know, I'm spending like a few hundred bucks or whatever the case is uh, a month on it. I know that it's, I know that I know the purpose of it. I know that, you know, something could happen and da, da, da. I just hate it. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, we all we all have to pay our insurance. Um, so definitely, um, the, the the mental and the emotional is tied in with our with our 
uh, financial. Mm -hmm. uh, I, remember, I think it was Wall Street. He said that uh, keep keep the emotion out of money or something like that. I think keep it was Wall Street. It was one of those emotions, huh? Keep the emotion out of money. Yeah, that's what he, I, I think it was. Uh, I think it was Wall Street. I can't remember. It was one of those movies, or maybe Boiler Boiler Room or something. Mm. So you're you're deep into um, into the the, the sorry the uh, financial industry still. Because yeah. I remember the last time we met, you were talking about that, uh, what was it, WPT or something? WFG. FG, yeah. Yeah, World Financial Group. Okay. So um, what kind of advice would you have for, like, uh, people today on, on uh, like, uh, in finance? COVID, COVID's thrown everything for a loop, but, like, um, the financial industry and... Um, and the people piece of the financial industry, obviously, uh, it's it's an epidemic-proof business. Like to be in finance, you know, banks are not closed, financial institutions aren't closed. The uh, stock market is still it's still doing its thing. It hasn't really impacted it. So um, sitting down and having conversations with people about their money and setting them up to invest and so on and so forth, it's it's a pandemic-proof business. That and it's very important right now for people to really take stock of what it is that they're doing financially because they could be tight based on what their job situation is or they could be in a really good situation and it's an opportunity to to um, take advantage of what's happening right now from an economic standpoint and not to sound opportunistic or whatever but a lot of the big you know um, a lot of people financial gurus and whatever will say you know people money is made during crisis right so we have our rich getting richer and poor getting poorer and then the middle class is kind of figuring try to figure out how they can not end up on either end of that spectrum and so um my my advice would be to really like look at your spending basic stuff doing a budget to ensure that um you are aware of where your money is being spent determine where you can cut back on things making sure you're creating a an emergency fund and and having three to six months working towards having three to six months of um, whatever your monthly expenses are um, just in a reserve having investments maximizing on some of the government stuff like a, a, a TFSA so just to name a few things those it's really kind of just um, taking stock of what you're currently doing and then figuring out what type of business you can start like being an entrepreneur you have to have a um, another line of uh, income, cash flow, coming in, and then and then diversifying and having multiple streams of income. So how can you create that for yourself as well? Right, and that was that's definitely something that people are recognizing in in um, the COVID era is that to have that you know that side hustle as as people say, uh, just to have as many um, streams of income as possible. Mm -hmm. You mentioned uh, investing earlier, and I remember like a few, uh, I said this week sometime I posted something about um, the different stocks that will most likely be coming back or well, will be coming back and the things, the industries that people should be looking into investing like uh, airlines. Like I bought, I bought Air Canada. I forget what I bought them. I bought them like for, probably over the summer. And um, they're doing really, they're doing okay. <laughs> Not as well as I thought, but the reason I, 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 I bought Air Canada is because it's definitely going to 
rise back up to what it was once um, this COVID thing, once it starts to level out and once we start to get a handle of it, people are going to want to travel like crazy, right? So are there any stocks that you um, could advise people to look into? Um, actually, to be quite frank, no, <laughs> because yeah. part of what I do is, um, is, is working with some of the, um, the management cop companies, stock management companies are like, um, so th that they're, that's their area of expertise and we work on portfolios. So I would be like industries like tech, obviously like specific stocks. Um, no, but to be able to create a portfolio and with everything that's happening right now, looking at, um, at, at tech and technology because of, you know, they talking about 5G and all this talks about um, that there's some type of wave happening with regards to technology. So what are some of the companies that are, are working on that, uh, the, that technology? And those are like some of the smaller companies. So staying away from like the huge ones because there isn't really the, the the margins aren't really there. You know, the the prices are already really high. So if you're looking at like like for example, right now we have everybody's talking about this switch from WhatsApp platform to um, I can't Signal. remember. Signal. Yes, yeah, Signal, and then there's another one, Telegraph. Yeah, uh, yeah. is it yeah. Telegram? Telegram or Telegraph? Yeah. 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 But so you know, from a stock standpoint. I don't know. I don't know if they're publicly traded, but using that as an example, WhatsApp is going to be decreasing in value, and Telegraph and uh, Signal are increasing in value. And they and Signal, I didn't even know. I hadn't even heard of it prior to last week. I didn't even know that they existed. Yeah, um, I think uh, Elon Musk uh, he's tweeted something out and mm -hmm. said new Signal, and mm -hmm. uh, everybody's jumping on it. My thing from the tech side, I don't think Signal can handle the bandwidth right now. So they're in like a precarious kind of position that they're getting so much um, influx of, of, uh, of users that it could like you think like, oh, this is great. But it's not great if your company, if you can't handle the bandwidth and then, you know, you go down and you're constantly down, then people will jump from that ship to um, to like uh, another one, like back to, to like Telegram or something like that. Yeah. I, I remember I wrote I wrote a paper like. Uh, a long time ago about uh, cascading network failures where it's like one fit one thing fails then everything moves to the next like server or whatever and that one's overloaded and it just keeps failing and failing yeah. so we'll see how that how this works out my I, my thought is uh, I don't like I don't understand why people are jumping boat right now with whatsapp because they've been collecting data since like Facebook bought them like back in 2016 like yeah. the original the original guys that started WhatsApp, they were all about privacy, but after Facebook bought them, uh, yeah. two years later, yeah, they were collecting your data anyways. This is just a more invasive collection uh, that they're trying to say that it's not, but, um, you know, we've all lost our privacy a long time ago. The, I remember I had a client and he wanted to go what's called black. He wanted to just get, like, just not be on online, not be able to... Yeah, off the radar, and I was like, I was like, it's kind of impossible, because mm -hmm. um, once you've already opened, once you've opened the uh, Pandora box, it's you can't close it. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's very true. But the um, I agree with everything you said. Privacy has been gone a long time. The 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 only thing is that 
to what lengths now, like how deep does the rabbit hole go and how deep do they, you know, they, air quotes, how deep do they want it to go? There's all of that. But, um, you know, we started, we went down, we went down this, this uh, way because of the stock. So sig that, that their stock, if they're true, that, that, that would go way up. And then it's a good problem to have, you know, having to um, manage the infrastructure and, and get the infrastructure up to standard in order to handle all of that, that traffic. And they could make, they could and would make lots of money in the uh, process as well as anybody who invests. So it's looking like looking for companies like that, that at one point were off the radar and nobody really knew them, knew about them, but they will get on the radar because of whatever innovation or like what happened with Zoom, same thing uh, at the beginning of this pandemic, everyone switched over to Zoom and utilizing Zoom. So imagine being somebody who was um, aware, uh, you know, got in early and yeah. and that's the types of, um, uh, of stuff that I would recommend and then speak to our partners at some of the investment firms and see what portfolios we could create that have businesses like that. Right. Yeah, I, I'm like uh, more in depth on tech and all the things that you mentioned are definitely uh, great like um, places to invest, whether it's 5G, robotics, inter uh, Internet of Things um, or Bitcoin, not so much Bitcoin, but like all the small companies, because you'll hear about the big companies, like you said, but it's the small companies, especially with Internet of Things, it's the small companies that's driving that particular um, industry. It's just these small whether they make these small little radios or whatever the case is or small code. And that's that, that's a really good point that you should look at the smaller companies because you can't, not everybody can get out there and buy like the, the Amazon stock or the, the Tesla stocks. Although they're nice, it's like they're in some cases, they're completely out of reach. Right. Yeah. And then they're, then they're already peaking. So how much more growth? I mean, they could be considered somewhat stable, but for all those reasons, yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's a it could be a, a lucrative move. Um, yeah. Just do some research and and I think Bitcoin too, because Bitcoin from the standpoint of the hardware that's associated with Bitcoin, like who's building the the systems and the um, and the uh, parts for those systems, you know, mm -hmm. for farming for all of that stuff. Well, I don't think. Um... Uh, I don't think Tesla's at all leveling out. Like where it's predicted to go is is insane, and the things that are coming up. But I, d I also wanted to. I remember um, you wanted to talk about the when we we're talking about the soulful coloring book. Mm -hmm. um, was there like some? You said there was a virtual coloring event coming up. I just wanted to like, get that information out there in case anyone's interested. I know it's like we're we're, we're like circling back, but just to get mm -hmm. that before. Uh, could, so can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, at the end of this month, January 29th, 2021, um, I'm hosting a coloring event, a virtual coloring event with um, some some partners, uh, Her Story and uh, 2114 Consulting, as well as Divine Executive. They, they are helping and supporting and we're doing a coloring event. So the book, so depending on which package you select so the events are available on uh, on eventbrite 
And depending on what package you select, you get a, co a copy of Soulful Color, some pencil crayons, multicultural pencil crayons, because you know there's more than dark brown and light brown. We have a spectrum of skin tones. So some multicultural pencil crayons, uh, a candle, a scented candle, lavender, Himalayan. You know, I'm, I'm already relaxed just talking about it. And um, a small bottle of wine. Uh, sorry, say that again. It sounds relaxing. Right? And so, and then a mini bottle of wine. So if you're in the GTA, um, the the two, the final two packages that include the candle and so on and so forth will be delivered to you, shipped to you, so that when you log on on the 29th, you'll have your wine, you'll have your candle, you have your coloring book, your pencil crayons, and we'll color together, selecting one image specifically from the book that we'll be focusing on. I'm going to share my story as to how I came up with the affirmation in the image. And it's just going to be, overall, it's just like some self-care and um, women getting together, like-minded women getting together and having like a little um, de-stress session. So what does that kit cost? Can you speak on that? The um, the prices are listed oh. on on November right, but there's yeah. a, a first there's a a, a first a one two and three tier product, so it's between like I think forty dollars to um, eighty around that price range, but between the the three tiers. And then if you already have a copy of color of soulful color, there is a um, discount code. So if you already have your book, you don't need the book. You just want to come and join on, on the, um, on the virtual event, then you can do that as well. That sounds like a good deal. Like especially what you get in it, right? Mm -hmm. What you get in the kit. Yeah. Um, so I'm, you're saying some, um, about being your best self and connecting with one's talent and purpose. Uh, could you could you speak on that? Mm, yeah. Um, I guess we kind of covered a lot that is surrounding that already. But yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And I, I that's what I was going to do. I was just going to tie it in with um, all of the things that I've I've done because of um, because of me being a, a creative individual, you know, and having a background in music and songwriting and acting and performing. I just like how can I tie all those things together um and and to build my own independence my self-awareness my my development being the best person that i can be how am i going to impact the world in a way that's going to be meaningful because those are all things that are really important to me and you know i i refer to them as as a slumdog millionaire moment and we were talking about that earlier is just that you know there's going to times in your life where all of your experiences and everything you've learned comes together and comes in really handy at that serendipitous moment where it can make a life impacting and life-changing experience. And during COVID that's happened to me on a, on a few occasions where my songwriting's come into play, my um, um, being able to perform, I did some open mics online during COVID and, and so on and so forth. So all of these things you know, build your self-esteem, build your self-confidence. So what are you good at? What's your passion? What, you know, drives you? And how can you uh, utilize that? Because it'll put you in the best place for your own mental health and mental well-being. How can you monetize that? Because that also impacts your mental health and mental well-being, but then also impacts um, your quality of living and uh, family life and all of that stuff. It's all intertwined. And then what are you doing to give back? Because as we know, as human beings, we really 
we uh, feel this need, most of us anyway, to contribute. What are we contributing to society, to the world? And um, if you can do that through your passion, well, that's a trifecta, right? You're you're laughing and you're living life to your fullest. Yeah, definitely. And it's like it's it's great when you can bring everything together like that. That's you know just all one package. It just reduces the amount of I guess work or stress. I guess you know because it's all coming together as one. Mm-hmm. I would I would hope so. I hope the the stress is reduced because we all we could all use some stress reduction, right? And um, and it then also um. You just feel like your life has meaning as well, because a lot of times, you know, we'll like using the example of going to college or university, university more specifically, you go to university and for like a psychology degree and then you don't utilize it. You don't you end up working in retail or something or you go back to college in order to get the practical skills. So um if you're being if you're able to utilize all of your skills and bring them together into something that that makes sense. Uh, and resonates with others, then you know nothing that you've ever done is ever is ever wasted, or or felt like it's been wasted. I guess is the more accurate thing to say. Right. Um, so we're coming close to about four, the forty minute forty minute mark, and uh, there are, sorry. I said we are. That's been mm-hmm. that's gone by very quickly. It goes by really quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're at uh, 38 minutes right now. So, but I wanted to make sure I got these questions in. So I always ask around this time, I ask my my uh, guests. Uh, I have four questions that I usually ask and of those I pick three. Um, the one that the one that I'm going to ask you is, uh, the first one is, um, I'm, I'm into tech. I'm very into tech. So I always want to know what tech are you carrying on an everyday basis? So if I saw you on the street, what can I expect? What kind of tech can I expect to have to you to have on yourself? Well, my my Android phone, for sure. I am not an Apple fan when it comes to phones. Then my laptop, because I carry that with me everywhere. And more recently, I got a new a new iPad. So I just got a case for that. Like orange is my favorite color. And mm-hmm. um, so I, I ordered a case for my iPad so that I can make sure that I have it with me at all times because I've been kind of afraid of carrying it around without a case on it. So those are the things, my iPad, my laptop, and my phone. Mm-hmm. So um, why why Android over iPhone when you have an iPad and you have, a am assuming, a MacBook? I do. I have a MacBook at home, but I, I, I walk around with a Windows a Windows uh, operating system device. I, I have a I have an IT background. Like that was my my first, you know, when I went to college the first time around, it was information technology. So I I just have an affinity for for tech in general. But I like not like you though, because I know like you're next level. But um, I'm able to um, you know navigate interfaces really easily and stuff like that. The limitations, but there's so many limitations with Apple, yeah. <laughs> with you know, so on, and then with a phone, um, it's just too limiting. And then you got to upgrade it, like with all of the, it's just, yeah, it's just too much. But as a creative, that's where the Mac and the iPad for music, um, you know, now with uh, the coloring book stuff, presentations, all of that thing, and how it integrates with like Google and some of those um, cloud apps. So it makes it more seamless, but I found I didn't have to do that with my phone. So I stayed away from 
the iPhone. Awesome. Um, the next question is, what makes you successful? I think that um, from outside looking in, so, you know, people who observe me, I guess they would say that I'm successful, but I don't rec I don't I don't um, recognize or consider that I'm successful uh, because I have a hard time with sitting back and smelling the roses, you know, with the accomplishments, things that I've done. It's just kind of like on to the next, on to the next. So um, that's something I need to work on because I'll be in a, a perpetual state of trying to be successful as opposed to recognizing that I, I may very well already be. Yeah, I think that's that's what I was gonna say. Is like you have to have a, uh, you have to have your definition of what success is because we all have different definitions of what success is. Some people are like, oh, a hundred billion dollars and I'm successful. The guy down the street might just say, you know, I'm successful by just living or something <laughs> like yeah. you know. <laughs> so it it depends on how you define um, success. Yeah, somewhere in between those those two things, living. Yeah. And and having unlimited amounts of resources and funds. Notice I didn't say money specifically, but resources and and funds and um, more. I guess specifically is currency. I think resources is good because if you're living in like some far off forest and you're getting food and and you have resources, then you're rich. You know what I mean? Like. In the city, yeah, we need millions of dollars to be rich, but in the forest, it's a totally diff different resource to be um, to be happy. That's true. Yeah. 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 Um, so the last question um, is what? So this one, I'll see how you answer it. So what will they pull you out of context for when they come for you? Yeah, I read this question to. I was trying to think. Like, say it again. What? What will they quote you out of context for when they come for you? So you've said so many things. So like people say things and they mm -hmm. mean it like this, but then like, say for instance, you'll listen to like Fox News and Fox News twists everybody's words. Yeah, yeah. Someone's gonna come for you and they're gonna twist your words. What will they quote you out of context for when they come for you? Um, what have you said or what have you done that you know you meant it like this, but yes. then someone else would say you know the first thing that comes to mind is that is that uh is that intersection between mental wellness and mental well-being and financial well-being that they might they might say that oh there's she said that there were two separate things when when not, that's not what i said that's what you yeah. thought that's not what i said or um that mental mental health and mental illness are the same thing because they're mm -hmm. not. So uh, you know, mental illness is somebody who's you know you've been you've been diagnosed. There's a diagnosis. You're on medication. You're seeking assistance and help. Or you might have a manic episode or whatever the case may be. Where mental health and mental well-being is proactive. It's like what things are you doing and what things do you have in place to ensure you don't have some type of breakdown on a regular basis or whatever. So we're being proactive about our mental wellness and mental well-being. And that's where finances comes into play. Because if you have your financial house in order, that's one less thing that you need to stress about and um, and uh, has the, the type of lifestyle that you would like. You don't have to stress about that. And that takes a big burden off 
And so, yeah, I think I would be misquoted around the whole concept of financial well-being and mental well-being. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. So we've had like a lot, a lot of challenges uh, this year. What kind of challenges did you face this year that, and how'd you overcome them? Um, just to, just to get an idea. Cause you're, you know, like you're, you're an entrepreneur, like it seems like you're getting stuff done and you're, you're able to, you know, just swing and move, move, go with the punches kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that was the, the biggest challenges and it's a constant is just pivoting is like seeing what's happening out in the world, pivoting and not letting it um, mess with my mental, (laughs) you know? Um, I would say that that's the biggest thing uh, as well as being on my, um, because I live by myself. So being being on my own, that was a challenge as well because I'm a very social person, social being. So a combination of those things, the the, uh, isolation, the um, pivoting, constant pivoting, and wanting to level up and and make the best of this time, and then also the um, I forgot the third thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The first thing I mentioned is the third thing. <laughs> so um yeah I've like I live alone too and it's like it's for me I have a lot of stuff that I'm just doing all the time so. It, and even when when there was no COVID, I'm just home by myself anyway. So it didn't really, nothing really changed for me when COVID started, right? Except for I was working at a company and uh, they let our team go. So that was the only thing that changed. Nothing else changed. It's just like, nah, start, start a new budget. <laughs> but start a new budget. That's it. <laughs> um, but uh, thanks a lot, so uh, so Jay, for coming on. And uh, can you tell the people where they can, you know, uh, connect with you like on Instagram, Facebook, your website, just uh, throw those out there. I'm going to list it all in the bio so people have something to click on. But if you could just quickly say, meet me here, or visit me here. Yeah, visit me on my Instagram page at SojaySoul, S O J A Y S O U L. And then um, SojaySoul is the uh, constant for my Facebook page as well as um you know youtube like i'm on all the social media platforms and then soulful color is the same as well so soulful color color spelled spelled the canadian way not the american way (laughs) the o-u-r and um on instagram on facebook and then you know um depending on when you're list yo uh, we have the coloring book, book event at the end of the right. month, you and that's being oh, okay. You said depending on when we. Depending on when our listener, depending on when you're listening to this, at the end of January 2021, we have that uh, coloring book event. Hey sister, that's what it's called. I forgot to name the the name of the event. It's called Hey sister, let's color, and wow. so um that's on Eventbrite, and you would be able to find it find it there. Well, I'm sure Greg will put the link down there as well. Yeah, all the links will be in the bio and uh, really check this stuff out. I bought, I remember I bought, you remember I bought that book, right? Yes, I, I yes. gave it to my, I think I gave it to one of my nieces. Yes. Yeah, I, gave it to, uh, I think, yeah, Asia. How old is she? Uh, right now, I'm the bad, I'm the worst, I'm glad I'm not. Yeah, so, you are the worst uncle. Yeah, is she, worst she's uncle. a teenager? No, she's not a teenager. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Um, so you yeah. Think, what did she think? I'm a bad uncle, dude. <laughs> I haven't talked to her. I haven't talked to her about it. As we've talked about other stuff, like they're trying to do like um, online gaming, streaming, like yeah. on Twitch and stuff. So that we've been, they've been talking to, like we've been talking about that, trying to get that set up for them. That's but I haven't fancy. talked about the book, huh? I said because that's your that's your area, that's your realm, online right. streaming. That's the tech piece. So yeah, I get it. You're not that bad of an uncle. <laughs> but I will be, uh, I'll be putting all of this in the bio and uh, definitely check out Sojay's stuff. Like she's an amazing singer too. We didn't get, we didn't get any treats like that today, but no. check out her music, <laughs> check out her book and talk to her about the wealth, the financial future that you have. Like if you don't, if you're not doing something right now, you're, you're, you can still do something, but you're far behind, but you can still catch up. Mm. Um, Sojay can help you do that. Um, very creative author uh musician everything and thanks for coming on my show and i hope to have you back again yeah thank you for having me and this was cool i'm glad that you're doing this it's awesome yeah i'm o i'm only doing it up until july though what yeah I've done, i'm doing 52 well yeah 52 shows i might add an, uh, a tech piece and a, a love and relationship piece and a, I might add a couple more shows but so far the plan was to do it for one year mm -hmm. and uh, i figured in july i'd end i mean like we'll see what happens when july comes up you've so already you've opened pandora box to coin your <laughs> friends earlier you've opened pandora box and you never know what could um what can come from this but i definitely want to be on the uh relation love and relationship as well because yeah, that's that a whole other area yeah, that was supposed to be something I was gonna I was gonna record it during December so I could um, start putting it out in January. But to be honest, I didn't get any interest. What? Yeah, I didn't get in like I didn't get enough interest to to do the way do it the way I wanted to do it. So I might because Valentine's Day is coming up, I might do some love and love and relationship shows for um, one or two of those for like February. Mm -hmm. But the the idea that I had didn't come to uh, pass because I didn't get enough people to do what I wanted to do. Oh, I see. Yeah. So yeah, I'll keep you in mind for that. But again, like I said, thanks a lot. I really appreciate you coming on my show and sharing with the audience. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Okay. Talk to you yes. later. All right. Bye. Bye. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Toasted Soul. Thank you for listening and supporting Toasted Soul. Visit us at ToastedSoul.com to leave comments or book guest appearances and to get news on Toasted Soul. Please join us again next week. And as always, live with soul.